Notes. Notes are a big part of my life. I compulsively scribble on legal pads and sticky notes and scraps of paper. I jot down ideas and do speech-to-text dictations with my cell phone. I have notebooks and envelopes and digital files filled with musings. Notes are very important to me. They're something of a therapy, a way to calm the charging stampede of ideas often racing across the open plains of my mind. Notes are a way for me to sort ideas, to take abstract concepts that come to me like a meandering firefly drifting through the night air. I have to catch the idea while it shines, or I'll lose it forever. Once I've caught the idea, I can let it out into the open to breathe and live and grow. These blog posts, books I've written and others I've yet to write, they're all just notes. Tiny, flickering embers I've tried to capture and fan and feed. There is something inherently satisfying about making a note. A note takes an abstract idea and makes it concrete in some small way. That's part of the reason why social media can be satisfying at such a base level. There are certainly negative aspects of social media, But fundamentally, social media outlets are an opportunity to share an idea, to document a thought or feeling or moment in time, and the satisfaction of that act is built into us. That's why children incessantly draw and write. It's exciting to take an abstract notion and make it real. A child is so proud when he can first write his name because he can take this abstract label that has been assigned to him and make it something he can see. That's what a note is for me. It's a capturing of the abstract, and it can take many forms. Paintings, photographs, films, they're all notes. They're all attempts to capture those fleeting glimpses of the ethereal. That is what makes a note so powerful. It can harness magic when put to good use. The notes can shape our existence. I often write notes to help guide where I want to go and who I want to be. For years, I have written notes to myself full of goals for personal development. I write down values and character traits I want to represent. I make notes of things I care about and how I want to conduct myself. I generate questions to ask myself about the steps I'm taking toward my goals. I handwrite these things on sheets of paper. I fold them up and put them in my pocket or next to my bed for regular perusal. The right notes can serve as a map to who we want to be and what we want to accomplish. And without a map, it is difficult to determine how far from our own paths we stray. We all wander from our paths. I do. I'm constantly failing at the things to which I have committed myself, but that's part of the power of notes too. By putting something on paper, I can reflect and see where I've failed. I can feel the defeat. I can see how far off the trail I've traveled and I can start working back, or I can reassess and start toward a new destination. On this very Sunday one year ago, I wrote myself a note. It had been a challenging spring and summer, and I found myself in uncharted territory, drifting to sea without a map. 
In the spring of 2017, I was working through some new physical pain that presumably stemmed from a series of surgeries and procedures spread over the last few years. As it turns out, if you have a few surgeries in a similar location, your muscles might not fire correctly. Around the same time, my marriage ended. As such, the summer of 2017 was filled with more doctor's visits, physical therapy, legal documents, finding a new place to live, opening new bank accounts, separating insurance, dividing of possessions, and most significantly, the shared custody of my children. I do not dwell on these things, and I do not revisit them with any desire for sympathy or praise. I merely want my children, my students, all people reading this now to understand there are circumstances that will take us off our paths, that will roar in like a flood to wipe away that which we know and wash us out to see. That's just the way things go. That's the way the world is. That's how nature is. That's how life is. There will be times we find ourselves drifting out to sea without a lighthouse on the shore. There will be times we find ourselves wandering the hapless woods of life with no compass to guide us. In those moments, we have to create our own maps. We have to start making notes. That is why on Sunday, September 17, 2017, I sat down to write a new note. I had been in my new house for about two months. My divorce was finalized about a month and a half earlier. The kids were getting accustomed to splitting time between houses, and we were a few weeks into a new school year. It was time to make a new note, create a new map. I wasn't where I wanted to be. I certainly wasn't where I thought I would be. I defined my entire adult life as a husband and a father. Then I wasn't a husband, and I had to figure out how to be the father I wanted to be when I couldn't always be with my children. I had to learn how to pay bills and manage finances, something that had never been a part of my family role. I had moved into a house that was a good house, but it felt like a step back from the one I had lived in and remodeled. I was 32 years old, and I was still fighting against physical ailments that started when I was 28. This wasn't how my life was supposed to go. In my 30s, I was supposed to transition from a starter home to a forever home. I was supposed to ease into a life of family Christmas cards and backyard barbecues and kids' sporting events. I was supposed to have a bigger garage and maybe a boat parked out front. I was supposed to be sitting on the front porch with my wife, sipping a glass of Lagavulin as the summer sun set on our children playing, feeling a swell of pride at how well we had done. That was the blueprint I had given myself. That was the story I had written for my life. But a good story has surprises, and a bold journey takes unexpected turns. That's where I was a year ago. Looking around, wondering where I was and how I got there. That's an important step. When we're lost in the woods, we need to assess our situation and make note of our available resources. We have to do the same in life. 
I had to remind myself of all the things I still had and what I had done to contribute to my current situation. <laughs> That's the hardest step. I don't believe in blaming circumstances or other people for my challenges. That's like blaming the rains for the flood. It just won't do any good. The rains will come. We can prepare for the flood, but sometimes the rains come so fast and so heavy we're left treading water. In part, that's how I felt. I spent some time just trying to keep my head above the water, but I also knew I either had to start swimming or drift out into the abyss. So I wrote my note. I put the date on the top, and under that I wrote, One Year. I wrote down my core values. I wrote down my children's names. I wrote little sayings and slogans I tell myself. I wrote down things about my life I wanted to change and goals I wanted to accomplish. That note was the base template, the map, and I wrote many more notes relating to it. Notes that broke down goals into 30-day points of focus. Notes that broke down a week's worth of activities. Some goals were added or clarified, but the first note was the thesis to a story that would be written over 365 days. For tangible goals, I set out to complete a book and get a publishing deal. I did that. I made a list of home renovation projects I wanted to complete. I did them all. I wanted to start feeling better physically than the day I wrote the note. And I do. I wanted to start a media outlet that might serve my children and students and others. I did that too. That's not to gloat or brag or inflate my own ego. The truth is I don't spend much time thinking about the goals I've accomplished. I've got new goals written and more to write. My purpose here is to let everyone know we all get lost sometimes. But we can also find a new path. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Most of my goals are existential in nature. They're abstract and harder to pin down. They're focused on being a better father and brother and teacher and friend. They're focused on being a better man. Those goals are more difficult because they don't end and failures are more glaring. And I constantly fail. I might make a goal to write for an hour every day until I finish a project. Then I'll skip a day because I'm being lazy or I'm feeling down or I watch YouTube videos for an hour instead. I do the same with my abstract goals. I commit to being more positive than I'll start complaining about something trivial. The point isn't to not fail. The point is to create a map to help us understand when we fail. To let us know when we've taken a wrong turn. A map is of little use when we know the way, but it is invaluable when we've lost our way. That's what my notes are. They show me where I fall short. It's important for me to also state I didn't accomplish my goals on my own. A couple close confidants proofed my book. My house projects were accomplished with the help of a lot of hands and strong backs. 
People have shared their stories with me and supported me, and I wouldn't have accomplished anything without all of that. I am immeasurably fortunate to have an incredible network of friends and family. My notes to myself simply serve as a guide. They identify the destination, but we have to blaze the trail. Notes can help with that, too. I write blog posts and books to help guide myself and support others, and notes from others support me. Some of my most cherished possessions are notes. On a desk at home, I have a few thank-you notes from former students, ones that are particularly meaningful to me. I have a frame poem of a former student wrote for me. It is beautiful, and it validates my existence as an educator. It is one of the best gifts I have ever received. I had the good fortune of getting regular messages from young men and women I used to teach. I am happy to hear from them, and I am reminded of the power and privilege of my career. The notes from my children are the best. Our house is plastered with notes from Mickey and Claire. Framed in our living room is a picture my daughter painted for me. It includes a rainbow and a heart and a pond and a rhinoceros that has speared a fish with its horn. There's also a framed picture created by my son. It depicts two tribes of creatures, one good and one evil, battling for a crown in order to rule a make-believe kingdom. Both pictures are weird and wonderful and perfect. On a bulletin board... I have a note from my son that describes me as strong and nice and brave and happy and calm and the best. I don't know that I am any of those things, but Mickey thinks I am, and I'm trying to live up to that note. On the same bulletin board is a picture Mickey drew of me as a knight. He even wrote a little paragraph about me battling dragons and shooting a bow and arrow. Claire writes me notes all the time. My bedroom door is covered with pictures and notes she's made for me. She draws hearts and scribbles sweet little things like I love you, Daddy. She hands them to me often, and I keep them. I put them in my pockets and my backpack, in drawers and on bulletin boards and all over our house. They make me feel special and significant and happy. My kids' notes empower me. They make me want to be the man they already see. And sometimes Mickey and Claire's notes just make me think. Claire has written me dozens of happy little notes, but she also wrote the saddest note I've ever received. I think she wrote it last winter. She had made a little book with wonderful little musings on every page, but one page had only a single sentence scrawled in her phonetic way of spelling that translated to... I wish we never got divorced. That note made my heart ache. It also gave me insight into what she was thinking and how she was making sense of things. It helped keep me focused on the importance of supportive co-parenting in divorce. It strengthened my desire to never make her feel that way again. That's the power of notes in all forms. Books and movies podcasts and blogs, drawings and paintings and poems and more, a letter, a social media post, a text from a friend, a little note scribbled on a scrap of paper, 
and slid into a parent's hand. Notes can inspire us, guide us, give us a voice, and provide us a path. That's why I wrote these notes now. Maybe one day Mickey and Claire will read one of these notes and feel half as loved and inspired and as strong as I do when I get a note from them. Perhaps former students will read one and remember that I still care about them even after they leave my classroom. Maybe a stranger will read one and feel a little less alone. That's why I love notes. I'm going to write a new note after this is posted. It will have Sunday, September 16, 2018 written on the top, and it will outline who I want to be and what I want to be doing one year from today. If you feel so inclined, make a note yourself. Write down some personal goals or send a message to a loved one. Make your hopes and dreams and feelings real. It can all start with a note. Thank you.